Brothers with Pastor Pat and Layman Dave, and uh, we're here, and we thought about talking about uh, eschatology, end times mm. things this uh, this time around because we've got uh, you know we got the scorching heat, and we've got the plagues, and we got something up, something. You know, we got the storms. It was so you know, uh, like what you were saying to me the other day, uh, cats and dogs living together. Yeah. <laughs> it's, living it's, in the streets. It's apocalypse uh, coming now. So it, it we thought you know just it just kind of made us think hey you know maybe uh, talk about the end times a little bit not that we're thinking this is the end times well uh, we we've been in the end times since Jesus said it is finished that's for sure yeah. but um, but there's the, the end of the end times end the, the end. last of the last days the little right. season you right. know you know let me just jump in there brother and just say you know Lutherans we're this is not a favorite subject of ours, I don't think. It's never been something I've dwelt on in my preaching or Bible studies. I did do a study of Revelation, and I spent a whole year at it. But it's a slippery slope at best. Luther, you recognize it as, you know, anti-legomena. Uh, it's one of these books that, you know, I personally I'm glad it's there. It's a message of victory for the church. Hang in there, brothers and sisters. Uh, the victory is ours. It's going gonna, it's gonna to all work out here. But when you start getting down into the nitty gritty and trying to figure out what all the numbers and the signs mean, you can really get off into some weird places. Having said that, you got to wonder then, well, why is it in the canon of Scripture? What is these the, this message from this John on Patmos? You know, and, and I'm going to look at a little bit. We can talk here today too. Jesus's own words in in the Gospels, uh, especially Matthew 24. So. Hey, let's. What are you drinking though? First, what, what's well, what's? Uh, I'm drinking what uh, you and ears a little bit first. When I was in California, I'm drinking what you and the brothers would uh, call truth serum. When I drank it, uh, <laughs> Stone's Ruin Ten. Oh, Ruin Ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruin yeah. Ten. That's uh, Stone's Triple IPA. Okay. It's a butt kicker at about eleven and a half percent alcohol. Okay. So if I start slurring my speech, you'll know why. Well, you know what? We might need a little bit of a little bit of tongues for some of this topic, but <laughs> yeah. I've got a I love uh, Founders has been a favorite of mine lately. It's out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I was born, and uh, it's Founders. It's KBS, and it's a uh, it's an imperial stout, but it's really I would say it's leaning more toward almost a porter. It's a very very dark dark porter, but mm -hmm. it's also aged in bur bourbon barrels, and it's twelve coming in at twelve percent. Ooh, all so right, we, mo nice. we both might be we both might be speaking in tongues. Dreaming dreams, seeing tongues. I'm already yeah, seeing tongues, just speaking tongues. Your yeah. young men will dream dreams, and your old men will see visions, and, and um, the moon will turn blood red. And uh, yeah, 12 percent alcohol will be involved. Crazy, crazy <laughs> things going on. Well, I think that's what we're talking about. You and I were. I, I was talking about what's you know that typical question we all. What's the weather like? God, yeah, it's hot. Yes. God, I never remember, you know, as a as a boy growing up and, and uh, having grown up mostly in, in Southern California, these early long periods of heat, mm -hmm. the droughts, mm -hmm. yeah. these wildfires. It seems like every time you turn on the news, California is burning. And yeah. it's not just like, like a little patch. It's like acres and acres. And not just now California. It's the whole West Coast. Well, it's it's Nevada. It's 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 New Mexico, Arizona. The reservoir, the reservoirs are drying up, and uh, Colorado River's drying up. Uh, it's it is it's wild. It just makes you wonder. I mean, you know, you're going to have the the other view is well, climate change and 
and this is cyclical and it's not much to it. Let's just say politically, you know, incorrectness or whatever aside, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, weather is changing and what's this driving? I personally think there's a man-made factor in it, but even if it is, even if there are, you know, uh, uh, man-made causes or scientifically explained causes, that's not to discount that God can still be at work ultimately in this. Maybe, maybe signs in the heavens that the apostles spoke about yeah. are actually what we're seeing, you know, things that are happening in the weather. Yep, right. Right. Could be. Uh, yeah. It, uh, you know, it, it, it's, we're seeing like, you know, we're seeing the, in the West, these, um, Pro, this prolonged drought. Um, we're seeing the wildfires, like you alluded to, and it, they've been increasing year over year. And then we're seeing also this massive worse. flooding in certain places, right. these torrential downpours, and that's been getting worse year over year. And then, we, and then on top and of that, and uh, we got we've got tornadoes that are ripping through, and we so you've got these these intense storm systems that are that are gaining in intensity and uh and frequency right year over year so they're look at what's I been mean, happening in europe too it's not just the yeah, united states right i mean people the are dropping people are dropping dying like in, in the uh, numbers of upwards towards a thousand uk they were saying they had to shut down the airport because a portion of the, melted, the runway yeah. melted and the rails are melting they're not, not equipped for that kind of heat i think one percent of the people there actually have air conditioning because it never gets hot well, now it's breaking all kinds of records. Right. Something's up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some, something is def, definitely different. I was commenting to to somebody I work with that, um, you know, California didn't always seem to be as dry and arid as it was. When I said, I remember when I was a boy, I would go up to Azusa Canyon and, mm-hmm. and, and I'd see yeah, butterflies, I'd see dragonflies, I'd see... Uh, I mean, I just see all kinds of just uh, nature. I, I life. See all kinds of <laughs> you, life. Yeah, you nature. You see living thing and green and, stuff. And there's nothing there it's but rock. It is just rock no, and it's, dirt. It's, things things are changing. That whole fish canyon, that trail there. I know what yeah. you're talking about, man. It's it's just rock. Yeah. You know, scrub brush. Right. Uh, nothing. It's, it's uh, like I, I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, when I was in grade school and and up through high school that. In the wintertime, uh, you know, it would it would rain. And sometimes I remember it raining a, a whole week yeah. at a time. Like there was every day uh, for one week it, it rained. I, too. I mean, it was – and, you know, nowadays that's that that would be – I remember a rainy season. It was always January yeah. and February into March. And you got days at a time, even sometimes weeks at a time. You actually saw it rain in the summer. I can't remember the last time we've had a summer rain or a thunder shower even – I mean, you can literally count them years in between where uh, there does seem to be a pattern uh, at work cumulatively. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there's the, weather wise, I think uh, I think things are um, I mean, there's we just still have seasons. I'm not saying that it's, you know, um, hot, hotter it, and hottest. Y- yeah. I mean, <laughs> those are our seasons. Yeah, and and well, they were saying uh, I was mentioning to you earlier that here out in the, you know, the Washington D.C. area where we live now, that uh, that they they call they call three days in a row of ninety degrees or more a heat wave, <laughs> and I laugh because I mean yeah. that's summertime in California. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's well, much, see now you it know. used to, again it used to be that you would have um uh, like August and September were actually some of the hottest months, first 
mm-hmm. you know, a month of school um, was always really hot. And they used to talk about May gray and June gloom. I'm right. telling you, brother, we did not have June gloom this year. I mean, it was just hot. There were yeah. record break. I can tell by, you know, cheap stinker I am with turning on the air conditioning. I've actually started turning it on like around, you know, noon, one o'clock, uh, letting it run through late afternoon and early evening, which I normally wouldn't do or really felt I needed to do. But it's just been that hot uh, where you're just you figure, hey, you know, might as well uh, keep comfortable and your family uh the same. She's my youngest daughter, or my middle daughter is actually at home, you know, so she's working here uh, for schoolwork and stuff. So you want it to be, you know, relatively comfortable. So again, right. uh, these are definite changes at work. The question, though, and this is this begs a question to me about the whole question on signs. What's the point of Jesus giving us signs if when signs occur, we dismiss or discount them, or we say, oh, it's been like that before or, you know, maybe a long time ago. And, you know, we haven't even broached on things like, you know, inflation and <laughs> lest us forget COVID, you know, uh, this global yeah. pandemic. So you begin to factor all these things together. And this is why I think we chose this topic to right. say, you know. Well, and it, it, it's not it's not like this is the first time we've had a plague or this is the first time we've no. had weird weather or, or but, earthquakes, but, I mean, or, or, uh, and, or inflation or I mean, things happening in the finance, you know, to affect people's, uh, people's livelihoods. Right. But, Retirements uh, and all but, that. but, you know, having it all 2008, happen, but even that's it, not that long ago, but go ahead. But all, having all these things kind of converge. Well, at, this is it at once. Yeah. And, and that, not only converge, but to the extent, I mean, this is, you know, all these problems on steroids, yeah, sure, we have had earthquakes. Sure, we've had diseases. Sure, we've had you know hot spells. But you know everything is at the tenth level. It's like that line from you know um, Spinal Tap where the guy's turning up the speaker and he he goes to ten. He goes, no, I want to go to eleven. You know, really crank it up. And it's like, <laughs> well, just set you know your parameters at. But you know everything is at this maximum volume. Right. You know, and and you and, and you and everything all at once. This is. This is what I think has been noteworthy, and I think Christians would be um, remiss not to even not to at least raise the question of our Lord's uh, impending uh, return mm-hmm. yeah. and what this means for our preparedness and the work of the church. You know, I, Luther's. I don't know if it's a. Uh, I, I wasn't ever ever really able to pin it down, but a, a phrase, probably a table talk, that if. Christ were coming tomorrow, I would plant a apple tree or a pear tree, depending on who you talk to uh, today. In other words, let's just say all these signs do mean and point to the return of Christ being imminent. What does that mean for us? Well, it means that we just go about doing what we should be doing all along anyway. And see, this has always been, I think, for me, kind of that Lutheran approach to this topic of eschatology, and end times in the book of Revelation and Daniel and the 77s and the abomination mm-hmm. that causes desolation. I don't want to say who cares because these things are, you know, biblical events. But like you put it, I think we recognize the end times are after Christ's death, resurrection, ascension and his return. But again, why are these things then given if not to prepare the church for the end of the end? There has right. to be I mean, a final day of eventually. Well, there even even the disciples asked Jesus what will be the sign, right? And you were gonna—I think you have that ready, right? What will be the sign of the end times? Well, it's a, it's so a, the, 
it's a big chapter. I mean, it really goes on 25 too, but well, you know, well some yeah, of the take, things. take, take the chunk you think would be uh, good to well, just, just some, just some of the signs that, that caught my attention as I was reflecting on, on some of this here that uh, I'm in, in chapter 24 of Matthew, then you will be handed over and persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. So, I mean, I look at these passages, and again, you can find probably various, you know, fulfillments throughout the last 2,000 years. But turning away from faith, mm-hmm. that betrayal and hatred of each other, false prophets mm-hmm. deceiving many, and the yep. increase of wickedness, the love of most growing cold. I mean, if that isn't my generation, oh, I don't know what right. it is. It seems like right. Jesus is talking about 2022. Right. Uh, I, it, I mean, it just literally, the pages, the, the events just leap off the page to me. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the love of many will grow cold is is something I think we we could turn on the news and see this every day. Yeah. We see just, just cold-blooded murder. We see road rage. We see, uh, we see people that are so polarized politically that they hate each other. You can't just disagree anymore without villainizing the opposing opinion. It's... We, we can't have a debate without hating those who disagree with us. What, what has gone wrong with that? You know, in this cancel culture right. uh, that's out there, that if you don't agree with me, then I'm going to just stamp you out and make your life a living hell. And this right. whole Internet culture that, you know, that's a hatred of neighbor that I think is unprecedented also because Internet now allows for it and that wasn't available, which may be, again, part of that. Fulfillment. Why, why do we think that the fulfillment of biblical scripture and prophecy can't have literal, literal and tangible ex- explanations? Just because I know now that uh, a rainbow is caused by a droplet of water and it breaks up the prism of light, the light spectrum, doesn't take away from me the miracle that God used that as a sign uh, that he would not flood the world again. So just because we can explain and, and, and talk, you know, point to uh, tangible things doesn't take away from the prophetic nature of these as signs. So maybe the internet is what the the apostles foresaw as part of these things uh, that are going on. Right. And uh, you talked about you know with this this uh, this hatred uh, that you see so much expressed and and the numbness of it. Gosh, I mean these these mass shootings. I mean I'll, I'll be honest. I, you, sometimes you hear it and you shrug and say, oh that's sad. But, you know, gosh, Uvalde got everybody's attention because these 19 little kids and the two teachers. But there's been a lot of these shootings, and we just kind of almost accept it now as business in this modern world. That's right. changed. That's well, the listen, love, of, love of many growing cold. To go, to go on, the, uh, on the same thread that, you, that you, we're talking about here, listen to 2 Timothy 3. But understand that in the last days there will – Come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, oh, yeah. lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, mm. unappeasable, 
slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. Again, is this like a time machine? You know, uh, do the apostles, are they given some sort of a uh, advanced look at our world? That sounds like we're talking about right now. Yeah. Well, look at, look at, okay, what did we have last month? What was last month? Pride month. Mm. Have, yeah. have, our whole, have our whole culture forgotten that pride is an actual sin? And when was the last time you had a humility march? You know, <laughs> let's, let's march in humbleness. Well, if know, we had a humility uh, march, it would be a pride march, I guess. But I guess we'd, we'd be prideful in, in our We're humility. more humble than you. So yeah. we're going to show you how humble we are. Yeah, so, I know. Man just corrupts. But, uh, but you know, look, you look, at the, you look at what we were just talking about, uh, how people are, are, are proud, arrogant. I mean, yeah, that's, mm. it permeates our culture. Uh, abusive. I mean, I work in the school system. A disobedient to parents, I see it every day. Be proud it's, and be loud. You know, yeah, just, you know. Uh, it's it's so it so permeates this, our culture right now. It's really much is that that kind of uh, self centeredness that we've spoken about in other of our podcasts that characterize you know the the secular mindset. But it just seems to be so rife right now. And I got another just looking at uh, the uh, Matthew twenty four about if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. How Praise do you God. find even in the church that Christians are growing weary of fighting the good fight and shrugging and saying, well, maybe the times are changing. Maybe the Bible is just for then. And uh, uh, this is now. And we know so much more uh, now about these things. And we begin to kind of dumb down the gospel. And, well, maybe Jesus, you know, maybe he's he's not just the the, the way, but he's a way, not the way, the truth and the life. So I find even among sometimes Christians that weariness of, you know, not looking for a fight, not trying to lose love of neighbor, but just no longer caring what's true and what's just and what's good and hanging on to these things, testing everything and holding on to only what is good. But we're just kind of just weary and just say, oh, it doesn't matter. Do what you want. Believe as you want. Show up to church if you feel like it. I don't care. You know, you find yourself kind of even sometimes ebbing as as the the faithful the elect uh in that mindset which is again what jesus said would happen right that even even the christian gets worn down by some of the uh, the, the 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 cultural aspects of maintaining a, a biblical faith jesus and, said, uh, doing yeah, what I mean, god said is right and good right and in revelation 2 jesus says do not fear what you're about to suffer behold the devil is about to throw you some of you into prison that you may be tested for 10 days you will have tribulation be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Which is happening. I mean, in America, we think, again, that was for then. Wow. You know, Christians in the, in the Colosseum being torn apart uh, by lions. That's the, the, that's the Roman era, first century stuff. Mm-hmm. No, Christians are being martyred today all around the oh. world by the thousands. I mean, we're talking about Africa, uh, the Middle East, uh, portions of Asia, um, the, 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 this is not something that's just relegated to the past. So that raises the question, though. Well, if it's always been going on, you know, how, how do we dis, how do we differentiate then signs that are relevant to prepare right now versus mm-hmm. just an overall statement? 
Right. And, I mean, and, this in the Jewish mindset, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Jewish mindset, it's cyclical, not linear, right? That's generally, yeah, yeah. Jews have that view of time. So right. so we do, we do see some of these things generation after generation. We see a cyclical kind of thing where ev- that's why I think every generation could look and say, hey, these are the end times. Sure. Because they're seeing the same things in their own generation. Sure. But but um, I, I, you know we but we can look back at history and we could say, hey, things things seem to be increasing. I mean, Jesus said, uh, I think in that same is that same pericope where he says uh, that earthquakes will increase. That the beginning this is the beginning of the birth pains. In other right. words, when a when birth pains happen, they get more and more intense. Intense as 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 it gets toward the end. Right. Which is what we're saying that, you know, is this, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, an escalation of events or is this just part of that ebb and flow, uh, that up and down uh, pattern that we have been seeing throughout really human history, but certainly uh, in the era of the church, the church has always been persecuted. There's always been, you know, false Christs uh, claiming to be Messiah, certainly the even the mm-hmm. early church contended with many of they, right? Um, so we've had, we've had them in our time, and yeah. we still have them. So, but there still seems to be just something, and I think for me the difference has been um, the global nature, but not just the global nature uh, that's afforded because we have the technology, uh, good or bad, uh, to you know with, with air travel and such things, and uh, with communication, th- things happen on a global scale. Computers have facilitated that global nature of, of the human village. So, I mean, that was that's unprecedented. That was never possible before, that things can happen on a global scale, which is in keeping with biblical prophecy, but that we know it's happening on a global scale, that we can be aware of. And I think that's some of the burden of modern life is we know about the war in the Ukraine. We know about starvation in Africa. We know about persecution in the Middle East and all of these kinds of things, we know about them and we carry that that burden and we raise these people up prayerfully for their deliverance. But that's what's different. And that's that could, escalation about that right. may be then the end of the end. Could could that, uh, I mean, I know some people say that, hey, we just, uh, the reason things seem worse than they have in the past is that we know more because of the, uh, because of the, the, the speed of news. Right. And that, and that we we're, we're, we're being, constantly inundated with bad news could be i mean i know i've heard that too and i guess even at one point i would say that yeah well what you know gosh it's what do we what do we gain from that and i still i mean to our listeners today we're not trying to ring some kind of an alarm bell and say hey look get your you know panic bag and and drive off to some survival camp in idaho that's not the message here at all it's live your live your your faith confidently in Christ who has risen from the dead, who reigns in glory, you know, let your light shine. All the things, as I said, plant your apple tree. Well, like I just said, is that you may be tested for 10 days. I think when Jesus says you'll be tested for 10 days, I think, you know, we we, we know that 10 in the in biblical terms usually means a complete length of time, right? Sure, right. right. Yeah, so, um, you know, there, there's going to be it, some It's God's appointed here period where he wants to accomplish his will, whatever that means. So, so what's the takeaway from you know this crazy weather and this hot stuff and the pandemic? Well, all hey, of is- the weather. Let's 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 look at, let's look at Revelation 16 on this yeah, weather wait. thing here. Okay, so Revelation 16 verse eight: the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, 
and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were scorched <laughs> by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God who had the power over the, these plagues. They did not repent and, did, and give him glory. I think the angel, the fourth angel, is pouring his bowl, man. Uh, or 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 this is something that pours over a period of time. Pours and it gets slowly. Worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, it just gets worse and worse until you How know. How bad can it get? Sometimes. Well, you I don't know. Like, but I mean, if about, it gets any of, hotter. I don't know how many people I've I've heard that actually curse the heat. Have you heard people say? Oh yeah. You know, you know damn this heat or something. Oh yeah, along, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along those, you know, absolutely. It's, it's like, oh, so if, if God's the one that's bringing the heat, are they cursing God? Yeah. Yeah, I they think are. they are. Right. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that is. And, and, uh, well, yeah, see, I this mean, is what it, you're saying. You know, we, we would uh, typically look at a passage like that and shrug our shoulders and say, oh, I don't know what that means. And, and just, you know, say, oh, that, that's, that's cute, but it's got nothing to do with my life. Well, that's what we're saying here is, you know what? In, in, in these last few years and in this summer, it, that certainly resonates with me. Uh, well, let, listen to this. It's my attention. Rev, okay, I, I, akin to that, Revelation 8, verse 7. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood, and there were thrown upon the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the Jeez. green grass was burned up. So that's something I think that's, uh, you know, Think about it. I mean, in California, people are. I think there's people, nothing left to burn. Bad, uh, right, people been, can't people can't water their lawns anymore. So yeah. I mean, the grass is going to go. We took away. our grass out years ago. A Arizona, we couldn't, for, we couldn't keep it green. I mean, it was just a yeah. losing battle. Arizona for a long time is just like you. Most people's houses, they've got rock instead of grass in their front yard. Californians, you know? that's what I'm saying. Californians yeah. are doing it. You yeah. know this drought, drought, drought tolerant and hard uh, hardscape uh, they call it. They're even giving rebates to people. I wish I would have known that before I did it all myself and uh, put all this drought tolerant stuff in. But yeah, no, I tell you, I'm saying you hear passages like that, and you have to ask yourself, well, then Holy Spirit, why did you give them, and and why are they in the Word? Why did the Church, in her infinite wisdom, decide to include that in the canon? And not leave it out as something yeah. that's too bizarre to deal with, too hot to handle. You know, you got to ask yourself why are these why are these passages in there? Now, Jesus's words are a little bit, and what Paul was saying too, uh, maybe a little bit easier to wrap our minds around. But even they, I mean, uh, yes, they're I guess open to some interpretation, but you have to see some connection to this world and this life at some point, or why are they given? Right. Um, and and, uh, you know, and and by the way, they're there for a reason. By the way, I mean, just just as, as an aside, I know that there are some Christians who are uh, premillennial in their thinking, mm -hmm. but but we go. I mean, we we don't get raptured up before all this stuff happens. We go through it with everybody else. Right. Right. Um, and and like you said before, the 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 passage you quoted that uh, uh, if it were not cut short for the sake of the elect. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and this so, is not culminating so, some earthly thousand-year kingdom. Right, either. so we're we're we we you know what, um, the we 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 uh, we're we're affected just like uh, just like everyone else. And yeah. but I think um, somebody it's asked hot me for me too. <laughs> somebody asked me recently, well, why do you think that is? And I said it's because uh, why would you think it is? Why would why would God want His people to be on Earth 
during during these times. Mm-hmm. It's because people need to hear about Jesus. They need to they they need to they need to come to faith. See, and and, there you hit it on the head, there, brother. I think that's that's why the signs are given. Because the church needs to be reminded that the days are short and not to waste a single one with frivolity and stupidity. Let's give up our cozy tea parties and calling it church, and let's be diligent as evangelists in bearing witness to the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his impending return. Do we really believe Jesus is coming back again? I mean, I I do. do. I know you do. Amen. And this is exactly what Peter had to contend with in his second epistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys keep talking about Jesus coming back. Jesus returning. Yeah, we've heard it all before, but everything goes on just as it has. What are you possibly talking about? It's like that existentialist play, waiting for Godot. Godot never shows up. Well, you know what? I know it's a cheap shot, and and, and, uh, it's easy to say we're wasting our time with uh, uh, you know superstition and and uh, pipe dreams and wishful thinking, but no, the promise of the Bible is that Jesus is coming back in glory one day. That's what the angels told those fishermen staring at the clouds when Jesus ascended. What are you doing here, looking at the yep. clouds? You got He's work coming for back. You. Like yeah, you got work to do. Get out and do it. So I mean, what I take away from all of this, as much as I don't like this hot weather. As much as I don't like rising cost of food and gasoline and all that. Or not seeing green grass. No, green grass. But in a strange way, I do take a measure of comfort, even a little bit of joy and delight, because I'm thinking, just maybe, Lord, just maybe, my Jesus is that much closer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I take delight in that. Yeah, I mean, it's, and you know what? A lot of people read Revelation and think that um, these things happen like, you know, like uh, with a snap of a finger and he's saying like all the green grass is burned up. It doesn't, it doesn't say that it, mm-hmm. it could be over a period of time. You know, these things happen over a period of time. The the heat right. increases on earth uh, so that all the bur- green grass is burned up over time. The, 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 all, everything in the sea dies mm-hmm. over time. All Which is what we're seeing. But, place, right? right? Why do we? Why do we Which think is, that it has to right. happen week for it to be biblical prophecy? Right. So these things happening over a period of time, we're seeing it in our lifetime. We're seeing oceans just, you know, oh, heck yeah. coral coral, coral reefs, dying, reefs just disappearing, um, you turning know, into chalk. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you heard about, uh, you know, just schools of fish wishing, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, coming upon the shore all dead? Birds just falling out of the air. Algae blooms that just kill everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, so, um, I mean, it's sometimes, sometimes I think we, we, we want to, we want to look at revelation and we want to think that, you know, we want to read it as a a Westerner in a linear fashion. Or, Uh, or we want to see some, you know, a big celestial being in, in, in a white robe with a golden halo and wings floating over, you know, the Gulf of Mexico pouring out a bowl for us to think, oh, well, that's what this means. And I don't think that it has to be understood in that literal sense for it still to be biblical prophecy happening. Right. And, and I mean, t- it's, it's and you know, so, turning, right. in, turning into a reality. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's we I mean, from what I when I read Revelation, I read that, yeah, the very end end. I mean, it's going to Earth is going to look like a wasteland. Yeah. Well, this is what this is Peter's 
a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. So your yep. point that that even though we're talking, we're seeing these things happening in, a, in an incredibly short amount of time. We're talking about even years, not decades, certainly not centuries, where we're seeing this escalation that we've been talking about uh, happening on so many fronts. Um, that's you know doesn't mean that it, it 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 you know if it doesn't happen next week then it's it's we're exaggerating no it, it it's unfolding over time, which makes me wonder too. My goodness, if this is the beginning of the birth pangs, mm. what do our kids and grandkids have coming? My goodness. Yeah, wow. that that's what pains me the most is is um my grandkids are going to have a different you know a much bleaker world than i had and their kids are going to have a much bleaker world and their kids are going to have a much bleaker world until the end comes okay. my task our task as grand you know me as a grandparent you as a parent you're going to be a grandparent mm -hmm. god willing mm -hmm. our task as the church's task is to pass down what 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 has been given to us to the next generation to and then to the next generation and so we remain faithful give. until death so we can re receive the crown of life. I want my grandkids to know that no matter how bad it gets, no, no matter how the earth, you know, the world changes and, and they're going to be hated more than I was hated as a Christian, right? That, that Jesus, uh, that Jesus is still there and, and, you know, their, their, their witness matters, and yeah. uh, it's and scary. Je and Jesus is there waiting for them when when they pass through this life, through the death. Next. Man, I sure pray so. I I, I think about that too, because man, I have this scary vision of of these like empty buildings with this big capital T on top of them and kids not know what does that t mean dad well gee mm. i don't really remember son uh, i'm not sure we'll have to google it and find out it's a cross and they don't mm. have any idea right. what that symbol meant and the savior who died there like much i tell you like uh the, the little bit of traveling i did in europe where you see these beautiful cathedrals once hundreds thousands of members strong and now just you know, monuments of the past. It's part of the history, the legacy. It's going of, to be a of, museum or something. It's a museum or it's a pub or it's a, 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 yeah. a, a, a bed and breakfast or somebody, uh, you know, converts these in this is uh, in this country too. converts these into homes. I mean, it's sad when you see, uh, you know, the Church of the America that maybe even we can still remember where people actually were there Sunday morning. And now they're either empty, derelict buildings with weeds and corrosion all growing out, or they've been converted into something else. The only memory that it once was a church is maybe they maybe they keep the stained glass windows intact, maybe not, um, and they turn it into something else. Now I'm all I'm all for upscaling and upcycling and all of that kind of stuff, but boy, it just you just wonder, you know, as Jesus said too, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Mm, you just yeah. wonder. You know, when no. Jesus does come back, how many of the elect will still be standing? Well, just the fact that that he said that leads us to believe that. I mean, and, and you look through you look through Israel's history. God always preserves a remnant. But what we know what remnant means. Remnant means right. a small part of the whole. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so it's it's it is sad. It is sad to see that there are people that are just going to perish for their you know just for their own for their own either ignorance or their own um, love of this world. Yeah, love of money, love of self, hearts growing cold. Yeah. You know, back on that question, we were saying like, what does this mean for all of us in terms of? Um, you know, what do we do with this information? You know, all these signs that Jesus is giving us. If you really read on in Matthew's gospel where Jesus has this constant dialogue, he has the parable of the 10 virgins and the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. But he also speaks about the sheep and the goats. I love that passage. Uh, it's usually towards the end of the church year. Normally we, we talk about in the Lutheran church, uh, the end times towards, you know, the end of the church year, obviously enough. And right before, Advent, the, yeah, right before Christmas. Yeah, Advent starts the cycle all again. Not only the coming of Christ in Bethlehem, but the, the the coming of Christ at the end of time. And there's that cyclical nature that we see reflected even in the history of the church. But sheep and the goats, you know, it's a passage that that comes around that time of year, and Jesus talks about. I guess this would be my answer. What do we do with this information? Well, we continue uh, to love our neighbor. And Jesus uses this wonderful story about, you know, those that, you know, uh, uh, see their neighbor in need, but have either a caring heart or a callous one. And he says, you know, uh, for when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you invited me in. And when I needed clothes, you clothed me. And when I was sick, you looked after me. When I was in prison, you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whenever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. And then the flip side of that is those who are on the left, the goats, not the sheep, but the goats. Say, hey, Jesus, when did we see you, you know, hungry and naked? And and, mm-hmm. and Jesus then turns it around. I tell you the truth. Whenever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So what do we do with this information? What I do with this information, brother, is church, get busy. Get off your butts. Stop resting on your laurels. Stop being a country club and be a church in zealous mission that gets out there and lifts high the cross and tells the world that they have a savior who loves them. So I think the signs are relevant as a constant reminder to the church to be, you know, take the Great Commission seriously and let's get out there with the good news of Jesus. It is relevant. Right. And and I find it just fascinating that the, the righteous, they say, hey, Jesus, you know, when did when did we when did we do all of these things? They don't even know they're doing it. They're doing no. it because they're grafted into the vine. They're branches that are grafted into the vine and they're doing it because it comes from Jesus through them. Right. They don't even know they don't even know they're they're doing their Lord's will. And and in a sense they don't do it because they know the time is short. They just do it because that's who they are now in Christ. Right. The elect, the faithful. But yet I'm saying this because I'm just looking at scripture as how Matthew lays out this chronology. Jesus gives these signs 
then he gives his parables right and then the story of sheep and goats to me they're they're aligned for a reason yeah yeah Yeah. that you know we should be you know what what is the relevancy of knowledge that christ is coming back again and that there are signs that tell us that it's imminent and possibly approaching is that we not neglect the opportunities that god gives us in our life to share the gospel go back to the 10 virgins because i think that's helpful too the the Oh, I mean, we could we could talk about the the ten the the ten virgins with oil without right. oil in their lamps, right? Or, or five five five, five, with, five, five, not. five with oil in their lamps, five without. Yeah, waiting for the bridegroom. And and yeah, no one's so, coming. Right, and so I mean, I I think we we kind of look at the oil in the lamps as as faith, right? Well, generally, and yeah, that's the understanding. Generally is is kind of the understanding is that personal they're, faith. They're they're prepared, right? They're prepared for their Lord's coming right and the five that are foolish are not prepared they're they're in the world right they're sure they're they're basically they, they, they take salvation for granted they'll get around to it one day right. um this isn't a priority it's not important you know the bridegroom and they, may, or may not be coming but and then the five right foolish the, the five foolish approach the five wise and say hey give us some oil because <laughs> the bridegroom is coming and yeah they're like no, der, 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 der. the bride. We won't coming. have enough. We won't yeah. have enough for us. We won't have enough. Go buy some of your own. Go buy like some you of your own. Should have been, yeah, yeah, lazy, irresponsible. Yeah. So I mean, it, it is, yeah. it is a, it is a good lesson that to be ready. That's mm-hmm. another good point in this whole discussion is, is be ready for Jesus coming because he's coming back. Well, see, that's the other. That's the that's that's the other side of it. Be personally ready in faith. Don't put your faith on hold. Don't think one day, you know, the gospel uh, for this coming Sunday is the, uh, the, the fool that, that works really hard, has a mm-hmm. bumper crop, wants to store up. You know, he's got all this extra uh, uh, produce and he's got nowhere to put it. So he knocks down his barn and builds a bigger one. Build bigger ones. Sticks all of his stuff in there. OK, now I'm ready to, to put my feet up. It's Miller Uh-oh. time. I'm going to relax. Uh-oh. And the Lord says, you know, today your soul is demanded of you. So this guy's got, he works hard all his life. And for what? Because life does not constitute uh, uh, the abundance of our possessions, but that we are rich towards God. Store up treasure in heaven where moth and rust don't corrode, thieves don't break in steel, not on earth. But I think that's that. So you've got that side of it that, hey, don't take your faith for granted. But the other side is, hey, don't take your neighbor's well-being and even their yep. salvation for granted either. So you right. got both. And I think Jesus covers the basis here then. Hey, I'm coming soon. I'm going to give you signs to tell you that it's imminent. Uh, don't, you know, don't put this on the back burner. This is, this is front, you know, a, a, a front item business. And uh, by the way, you know, be ready yourself, but also help others be ready too. And there's the whole of Christianity in a sense. So the subject I think of eschatology and end times becomes relevant because it has to do with a living faith versus a faith that is taken for granted. You know that I believe in God, but I'll I'll take this seriously one day. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to be you know thoughtful of my neighbor's needs, but again, I'll take care of it one day. There's no one day. There's no yeah. I'll get around to it sometime in the future. It's today because the day this well, might be the last day. Didn't the church have to address that? Uh, the, the 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 first century church had to address it when Jesus hadn't come back and people were dying and sure uh, and, yeah. and and people were sitting around first waiting Thessalonians. for they, they quit yeah. their jobs because they were sitting around waiting for second Jesus Thessalonians. to come back yeah right they were mooching off of their 
Christian brothers and sisters, and that's where Paul rebukes them and says, a man that shall not work, neither shall he eat. Or in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, hey, some of you are wondering, your loved ones are dying, but uh, Jesus hasn't come back. Are they somehow left out right. or left behind? No, they aren't. They actually receive the greater glory because when Jesus does come and that archangel blasts, that's where the angel blasts his horn, like we see in Revelation, and the dead in Christ are rise first. We who are living join them in the air. So no, there's no stigma uh, for for dying before the return of Christ. That's in, in many ways the greater glory, the sleep of death, where we awaken the kingdom of heaven. But uh, for us who are still around, who need to think, you know, does any of this matter? You know, we're, we're going to church, we're giving our offering, we're trying to be involved, we're, we're preaching the gospel, we're living the faith. Does, is any, does any of this matter? Well, yeah, it does, because look all around you. You know, this kingdom of heaven and this, the Bible, it's relevant and real. The things it yeah. talks about are happening. And it's frustrating these days because, you know, we, we're preaching out of season right now. I yeah. mean, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult because uh, uh, more people today reject the message that we bring than ever before. I think so, at least in our, our time and place. Maybe there are places around the world where the gospel is being uh, received joyfully and the church is growing. I, I hear these things in, in Africa, yeah, Southeast right. Asia, yep. uh, South America. The spirit is uh, working not in around places. Yeah. Not around us. And, and maybe that's why we're feeling this, too, why we're looking at these biblical signs in a different way than maybe Christians are where the gospel yeah. is uh, flourishing maybe more, thriving more. Right. So uh, they're they're they I realize that's a possibility. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility that we just we're feeling that you know it's no one's we're listening. The heat. We're feeling we're feeling, the feeling heat. we're feeling the heat. We're feeling uh, marginalized. We're feeling uh, uh, that the the you know and Jesus said it. Hey, you know a, a, a servant is not above his master. If they hated me, they're going to hate you as well. Yeah. So we're we're feeling it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, but that's it's, why, that's what is, I think that's what revelation is for then. Yeah. For it's, us it's guys too, right now right. that are feeling the heat. Hey, to be encouraged. don't give up Christian. You're not wasting your time. This is all true. This, you know, there yeah. are these signs that are happening and maybe they've happened before, but they're now happening for you and you're seeing them and it gives you courage and encouragement that the days are short, right. that your home is nigh. I mean, heaven's our home. I think right. that's too. I look at these signs and I'm reminded, I don't want to live around here. Man, it's hot and dry <laughs> and dusty and on fire. I want to be where it's beautiful and <laughs> and where it rains. <laughs> you're probably saying it. You know, I've had enough rain where you're at now. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's like good. You know? some, of the, some of the earth has not enough and some of the earth has too much. So, yeah. Isn't it weird? You, yeah. Yeah. Half the earth, half America is on fire and the other half's underwater. <laughs> or at least being right. on. Right. Feast but, or uh, famine. Yeah. I tell you, I, you know, I, I don't know. And one thing we haven't touched on a little bit, but even, you know, with all these rising prices of everything and the economy kind of, I mean, the inflation's going up. And I mean, I was looking at Revelation 6 and, uh, and it says, uh, it says here, uh, when I opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, "Come!" And I and looked and behold, in the third seal, I heard the living. Uh, let's see, 
a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand. Uh-huh. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures say, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarter, quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. And uh, it's, it seems like, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're, yeah, we're starting to see we're starting to see some like inflationary. Oh, that's California. Issues. That's California too. I've seen gas approaching seven bucks a gallon. I mean, come on. When did you ever, in your wildest imagination, think you'd be paying those kind of prices? Now, by the grace of God, things are coming down a little better. I think what did I pay at Costco the other day? It was just under five. But still, come on, man. I remember when gas well, was like a buck or something. But 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 it's 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 almost doubled in price in like a year. Oh, more right? than that, more than so, that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean the 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 idea here is that hey, you know, Revelation even talks about prices increasing to the point where people can't afford to eat. No. And so I don't know. And, about, I don't and, know if you and Judy go out, but Lulu and I try not to too much. I mean, it's no, crazy. We, we've scaled, you can go out to eat and it's like, yeah. you can expect to spend 40 bucks. I remember, I remember being able to go out to eat. You'd find deals it's, it's and you'd come under 20 bucks. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, yeah, God bless the back. restaurant owners out there. I feel bad for them. They're probably going through, through a lot, but man, the cost of eating out, um, it's well, just going to the for eating out, forget it. Just eating at home. I mean, right. in the grocery bill. And, and what's being cool. what's being blamed on all of it is supply chain, right? Right. Uh, and well, so, see, yeah, they always want right. to dismiss things. And so, and so, like you know, you look at so what happens, you know, in the future. We look we look at Revelation six here, and uh, you know, uh, we we see that we see that what happens when really bad things happen to the supply chain. People can't get the things they need to to survive. And again, uh, why can't that be? And what prophecy, you know, the supply chain issues because of COVID and shutdowns and all that. Maybe that's what the apostles were seeing prophetically. Well, or or just who cares why it happens? It's just the beginnings of it, right? The beginnings of it. The 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 like we talk about the birth pains, right? It starts off slow and it gets worse and worse and worse. Right. I mean, and all it took was one war, right, between Russia and the Ukraine. Right. Uh, and look at, I mean, Europe is suffering because they can't enough get enough wheat from from Ukraine, which I think is a major supplier of wheat to Europe. Right. So, um, I mean, we, we're seeing some of this in a small way, in a very small way. But I don't think happens, it's small. I think it's pretty big. I mean, you, you look at things like, you know, uh, temperatures increasing. What happens when temperature temperatures increase to the point where people can't grow crops? Right. Then, then yeah. this kind of stuff becomes true. Where, yeah, I mean, if you can grow a little bit of food, it becomes very valuable. Right. So, yeah. No, I'm telling you, I think yeah. you you look what's happening globally, and we're able to do that now. And you look at Bible prophecy, and it's uncannily paralleled to the point where we're talking about it now as a podcast. Like I said, I've preached on the end times uh, many times through the years. I've taught in Revelation. And I've done so with the sense of immediacy, but I tell you, not like I feel this year and the last two, two or three, uh, that, no, this is, I'm not just saying, you know, that uh, this is interesting or, yeah, things happen, that there there really does seem to be something up. It's caught my attention to the point where I'm I'm really, but but not afraid, I'm joyful in the prospect that my Lord is soon to return. Oh, yeah. And I know soon is a big word. I get that. 
You know, like what? What is soon? You know, that, that's what Jesus uh, in Revelation talks about the little season or in a little while. What is or, a little while? You know, for God that might be a hundred years. It might be a generation well, or two. I look at the for sake for the for the sake of the elect. That's what I. That's what. That's why I I included that today. I think. Yeah. That because that's what I'm I'm seeing and experiencing among the faithful their despair and see judgment always starts in the household of faith. It always starts with the believer. Well, that if, you know if what it happens if if this is happening to us as God's people, the faithful, if we're feeling these things and and, and bearing this brunt, what's going to happen to those who have no hope in Christ, who have I'm glad, no faith? I'm glad that you just said that because that was something that we should end on is for sure. What should people of faith in Christ do? We should repent. Whenever anything bad happens, we need to repent because this is this is the consequence of original sin sure that that is carried through all of human history so we should repent we should say you know we should repent for the sins that we have committed and that we should we should ask god to forgive our sins and forgive the sins of our brothers and sisters who are here on earth and what is the promise second chronicles if we repent and turn to the lord he will heal the land I don't know if Jesus is coming back today, next week, or next year. He certainly could be. I think the signs are fulfilled. But I think what you've said is very apropos, brother. You know, let look at these signs, the things happening around the world that are undeniable, and take from it that our Lord loves us, and the word of God is true and relevant. Let's be moved to repentance and draw near to him yeah. and make the most of these days to share that hope with others. Amen. Let's repent and believe the good news. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think we I think we have another podcast in the books that we hit Slam all dunk. the bases. Yeah. All right, brother. We hit hey, all man. the bases. I love you, brother. And, I love you uh, too. Hey, out there in podcast land, thank you for listening. We hope this has been helpful, and we'll be hopefully back soon with another one. Sorry, we took you a little betcha. longer this yeah. time. Yeah. But, Hang in uh, there, brother and sister. Yeah, we'll, we'll, the Lord we'll, is soon uh, to come for us. Heaven is awaiting. Amen. All right. Well, God be with you till we meet again. Bye now.